Welcome to the Security in Color podcast, your soon-to-be favorite place for cybersecurity news and resources. My name is Dominique, and I am the creator of this platform. My aim here is simple, to make the world of cyber accessible to everyone. So get settled, get cozy, and let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back to another episode of Security in Color. Wow, it's been a very, very, very long time since I've said that out loud into a mic and releasing to the public. I've always said it in my head. I've kind of anticipated bringing back this podcast for quite some time. I'll get into the details of that later. But before I do, again, welcome if you are returning fellow family member, because we have family out here. And if you're new, welcome to the crew. My name is Dominique West. I'm a cybersecurity professional, leader, evangelist, all the descriptive words you can think for someone who just oozes information security out of their pores. I've been in the field of information technology for 10 years now. I currently specialize in cloud security, but I've been fortunate to have done a little bit of everything. I've been a security engineer before. I've worked in a security operations center, also known as a SOC, right? I've done pen testing. I've been on a blue team. I've ran audits. I've been audited. I've worked for different, um, different kinds of sectors, right? Uh, healthcare industry, technology, um, you name it <laughs> at this point, right? Um, and you're listening to Security in Color, a platform I created with the aim of making cybersecurity accessible to everyone. My favorite mantra is that if my mama, who's not tech savvy at all, can understand and learn something about security from the things that I teach, maybe I'm doing something right, right? Now, this podcast is for everyone, whether you are a security professional or not. Perhaps you're an enthusiast, right? <laughs> you're curious. Or perhaps you just, you know, you want to know what the heck is going on and why do I have to keep updating my phone or Google Chrome or why do I keep hearing about breaches, right? So no matter where you are in your journey, I got you. I started this platform back in the summer of 2020, which is insane. That's two years ago, <laughs> a little over two years ago. And I have absolutely loved the warm embrace I have received from the knowledge and the gems I have been sharing on this platform, on my social media. Um, life had me in a little bit of chokehold, you know, these past couple of months or X amount of months that have been gone. A ton of changes have happened since. Um, I created really some new content courses on LinkedIn. I started my To Be Determined doctorate program. I got a promotion and now I have a brand new role. Your girl has been doing the most. And unfortunately, my plate has gotten so full. Some things, you know, just wasn't given a little, uh, as much love as others, namely this platform. And it started to feel more like an obligation or chore, if you will, and less like the kind of fun side hobby I wanted to create because I love, love talking about technology and things security related. And my friends and family, they tired of me talking their ears off, right? They give me that glazed eye look. <laughs> so. Rather than forcing myself to kind of like come back and possibly not ready, I gave myself some time and some grace, something that I've 
always emphasized on this podcast before, I have an episode about mindfulness. And this was in the time when the pandemic first started. And excuse me if you hear me a little bit nasally. Um, your girl's at the tail end of a little a little sniffle. <laughs> so trying to to get it together there. But yeah, right. I, I preached and I've talked about and practiced mindfulness and realized that was not something I was giving myself or at least some grace. So I decided to, right? Um, and I absolutely want to give a shout out to every single one of you. You know who you are, who has reached out to me during this hiatus, who have said, hey, I love your podcast. I love listening to your episodes. When are you coming back? <laughs> right? Or people who have nudged me in terms of what am I doing with the platform or how much they have learned. It is quite an understatement to say how impactful those messages have been. And actually one <laughs> came very recently and that pushed me to just say, you know what? This doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't need to be 100%, but I just need to put it out there, right? I just need to come back to it because I really did enjoy it. So that's where we are here. That's how we got here, right? So what's up? <laughs> I feel glorious now. Um, so I'm super happy and super excited to bring you another season of Security in Color where we talk about all things breaches, hackings, what the heck does that mean as kind of related things. Um, and what better time to come back then for the start of Cybersecurity Awareness Month, which is what I will be covering for today's episode. So let's get into what this month is and means for our newbies out there who might not know that October here in the United States is um, Cybersecurity Awareness Month. And if you already know about this month, maybe you can learn a little bit something about the theme, how you can partake in it, and more importantly, how you can probably share this with your family and friends, right? Because I'm not here just to share with you. I would love to share with the world so that way everyone can become a cybersecurity guru, right? That's what that's what my goal is, is to figure out if I can create an army <laughs> of cybersecurity enthusiasts, right? Imagine what the world would look like if we just paid a little bit more attention to security, right? As a whole, not, not just necessarily professionals. So let's jump into the episode. So Cybersecurity Awareness Month. Since 2004, the President and Congress have declared October to be the Cybersecurity Awareness Month here in the United States. Its aim is to help individuals protect themselves online as threats to technology and confidential data become more commonplace. This year's theme and this year, depending on when you're listening to it, is 2022. So this year's theme is called See Yourself in Cyber. The thought behind this theme is that while cybersecurity may seem like a pretty complex subject, ultimately, it's really about the people. This October will focus on the people part of cybersecurity, providing information and resources to help educate CISA partners and the public and ensure all individuals and organizations can make smart decisions, whether they're on the job, at home, or at school now and in the future. I absolutely love this theme. I thought it was so timely and so interesting, right? Because, you know, as a professional, I've been tasked many times to enforce the protection of cybersecurity for an organization. And the people part is 
in my opinion, the most important. The people, your employees, whoever it is, right? They're your first line of defense, quite literally. You can go to Google and see, you know, some of the latest reports about phishing or vishing or any attack, right? That is taking advantage of the human vulnerability. And I can guarantee you, if it's not the number one, it's still in the top three, top five, right? It's still effective. The focus usually is on having the most sophisticated, the most expensive, the next, 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 next gen technology. And while, you know, I agree, there's a high level of due diligence needed to make sure that your tech stack, right, is up to date. It adheres to whatever level of risk and security adherence levels you need for your organization. But outside of that, the security awareness programs are often undervalued and seen maybe as an afterthought, right? And I'm big on having comprehensive security awareness plans, right? You should have a robust, your your tech stack, your plan to educate and, and advocate and make things as secure and feasible <laughs> for your users, they need to match up, right? You can't just think, oh, well, the people in my company need to do what I, what I said, right? That tactic or mindset, I think will be a big hindrance for your teams moving forward, right? Because your people are the ones that you want to get on board. They're the ones who have to protect, or I should say are tasked with protecting information. So why aren't you, you know, arming them? (laughs) So um, the reason why I thought it was a little bit timely, especially when um, the theme is about, you know, job or at home or at school is I have a course that I had actually just released this year. It's called um, Cybersecurity Awareness and it's on LinkedIn. It's a short course geared for those who are interested in some practical advice and tips to step up your uh, cybersecurity game. It's beginner friendly, focuses on how cybersecurity can affect you in three places that we go to at some point or all the time, right? You're at home, you have a workplace, right? It might be a hybrid. We live in a, a pretty hybrid environment, right? So if you go to the office or if you're on the go, right? So you're traveling, going on vacation, heading um, to another location, heading to visit family or friends, right? And typically everyone always has some kind of device that they want to connect to Wi-Fi or to some unsecure, unknown network, right? And those three places is where you should focus your um cybersecurity skills on. Um, I'll link the course in the show notes, of course. You can take it for free and learn a little bit more if you're interested. But this theme is great also because October is the launch of um, the next round of Share the Mic and Cyber. And if you aren't familiar, Share the Mic and Cyber is a movement started by two extraordinary badass women in the field named Camille and Lauren with the aim of addressing issues stemming from systemic racism in cybersecurity. The social media campaign highlights the experiences of Black practitioners in this field, catalyzes a critical conversation on race in the industry, and shines a light on Black practitioners' accomplishments to show them as experts in their field all while creating professional opportunities and kind of bringing the cyber community together. I've participated in the past and I'm participating this month. Actually just got matched. so I'm super excited to launch that. So if you are interested in learning more, 
whether or not you would like to participate in the future, or you might be an ally who's listening and you would like to help out. I will also link that in the show notes and you can follow along the hashtag on social media so you can learn a little bit more. Now, we went over Cybersecurity Awareness Month and before we kind of wrap up this episode, because I just wanted it to be a little bit of introduction, give you a little teaser about what we're going to do for the rest of this season. Um, again, you can check out more about the theme on CISA's website. So that's CISA.gov. But there are some key takeaways I wanted to leave you with regardless regarding how you can participate in this theme of seeing yourself in cyber. There's four key aspects that the Cybersecurity Awareness Month theme for this year is going to uh, focus on. The first is enabling multi-factor authentication. Now, you might have seen MFA, which stands for multi-factor authentication, at some point you know, in, in your time, right? Especially recently, where a lot of accounts are either forcing you or in highly suggesting or encouraging you, which I will too, <laughs> to enable multi-factor authentication. Now, this is a method that will only grant you access to that particular service or application, et cetera, if you provide two or more forms of valid authentication. Now, the key phrase of importance here is the multi-factor part. For example, say you're going maybe on a trip to one of my favorite places, Jamaica, right? (laughs) And you get to the counter to check in. Typically, the agent might ask you for either your license or passport to verify that you are who you say you are. Now, that's only one form of authentication in order to get perhaps your boarding pass or to move forward, right? So that's not enough to fulfill the multi part of multi-factor, right? Because remember, we need two and that was only one. So say we continue on to the security line and perhaps you hate waiting, which I get, right? (laughs) I totally get that. Not patient at all, especially the security lines here where I live. It's insane. So say you get there and you decide you want to go to the clear security line and you might not be familiar with clear, but instead of going on the regular security line, there are other alternative options you can go for if you decide to pay extra a little bit of money and provide a little bit more extra authentication, right? And one of those might be TSA or it might be something called clear, which is a a clear security line. Now, when you get there, they not only ask you for that same license or passport that you had provided that ticket agent, but they also ask you for a scan of either your eyes or your fingerprint for a biometric scan. So that way they can super confirm who you are. And that's two forms, right? Another example might be, hey, you have a password that you entered into a website and then alternatively, it triggers something on your phone that you also have to authenticate, right? So there's there's multiple different ways. There's not just one way that you can do MFA, but the most important thing is you have more than two, right? You have two or more ways that you are authenticating into whatever it is that you're trying to get into. So boom, you provide all of this extra access. You provide your authentication into, you know, the clear custom line and, and TSA and boom. Now you can go on vacation <laughs> and off to your flight and off to paradise. So that's just one example of the themes or focuses that um, the Cybersecurity Awareness Month theme will focus on this month. And if you're not familiar, now you know. The second one is not new. It's to use strong passwords. This is something 
security professionals scream about at the mountaintops, right? <laughs> and while I am on the side of having strong passwords and the long and complicated passwords, right? I, I, I'm also practical, right? And being practical here when it comes to passwords means letting people know why strong passwords are important, right? Not just saying you need to have a strong password, but what, is that, what does that look like, right? What does good look like for users who don't know how to create a pretty strong password, right? Because I'm pretty sure people out there think, hey, I'm doing a pretty good job, right? But maybe they don't know the ins and outs or what uh, we would call best practices for what a good password looks like, right? So whenever a non-security professional kind of hears, oh, you should have a strong password, I imagine they're trying to, especially for each one of their accounts, right? Every time you, you go on a website, they want you to create an account. So imagine you have 400 characters, right? A plethora of numbers and symbols and X, Y, Z, and you have to have them memorized in 30 seconds because once you get off the page, it's going to require you to enter said password and you forgot it and you got to reset again, right? And imagine you have to do that for X amount of websites over and over and over again. I can imagine you would get frustrated. I would get frustrated, right? So... Let me be the first to tell you, you don't have to do that. (laughs) You don't, you know, I don't want you to get frustrated. And most importantly, I don't want you to go back to unsecure uh, behaviors, right? Is Which is what we want to avoid. It's the behavioral part, the human part, right? It's how can I make this as easy, accessible, and as secure for you as possible? And I think when people say easy, um, they tend to think, oh, well, it's not going to be secure. And it's like, no, right? I, I want this to, I want whatever person, whoever person, right, is going to be using this website. I want them to be able to have um, accessible ways for them to enter, create a password, maintain it, manage it, and reset it, right? There's a whole <laughs> like life cycle, which I can get into, but I'm not. <laughs> so what to avoid in a password? Things like years, right? I know Prince told us we should party like it's 1999, but that is not okay to have in a password, right? (laughs) Neither is your birthday year, maybe your partner's birthday year, nor the year the last time the Knicks won a game. None of that. No sports references, no pet names, family, friends names, none of that, right? Also, no personal information, no pattern sequences on the keyboard, right? Now, um, pattern sequences is like the Q-W-E-R-T-Y, right? Like, they know it, right? The bad, the bad people, they, they know. They're up. They're, they're hip to it, right? <laughs> they're hip to those things. So um, what else is a little bit obvious? Please do not make the word password your password, no matter how many exclamations, at symbols, dollar signs. Just please don't do it. <laughs> so what's good, right? So having at least, 10 characters, right? A mix of one of each of the following, right? So an uppercase letter, lowercase, a number and or symbol. And the most important thing, right? The password is important. Having a strong password is important. But the second, if not maybe the first (laughs) most important thing after having this um, pretty secure password is making sure that it is stored in a secure location right? 
Now, for people who are more adept at modern technology, this may be a password manager, right? Such as 1Password. I have my partner and my family members on a plan, right? Because I encourage the use of password managers. It's pretty practical and easy to use, and it can safely secure um, or store, I should say, your passwords. Now, now I know that there's definitely some controversy out there about password managers, especially because, you know, a couple months ago, one of them got a little breached. (laughs) But I also know that they are an easier way, for example, my mom, to keep track of everything. Because the alternative, right, which is still not a bad thing, but the alternative is she might just, um, I should say, this is a bad thing. The alternative would be she just creates a pretty insecure password or the same password throughout for all of her accounts. We don't want that. But I also have some people who are not as adept. My grandmother, who's not, she's not on technology at all. She don't do none of this stuff, right? But for things that she does have to log into, because unfortunately some, you know, things that she needs to access forces her to have to use the internet, right? And if she has to create an account, she would write it in a password book, right? And password books are definitely still sold in bookstores towards the older generation who might not know. But she keeps that locked somewhere very safe, right? Which as I always encourage, especially if you have older generation members who also have to be forced to, you know, interact with the modern technology, that they can do it in a safe manner by having a password uh, a password book. Just to make sure that it's stored somewhere they can find, but that's secure to them and that no one else, <laughs> you know, no one else knows about. The third thing on our list for what the CISA um, Cybersecurity Awareness Month will be focusing on is to recognize and report phishing. Now, phishing attacks, still one of the top three, one, five (laughs) ways that scammers can get over on unsuspecting people. It can come in many shapes and sizes, which makes it just, you know, really tricky to truly eradicate and spot. But a phishing attack, for those of you who are unfamiliar, is a type of cybersecurity attack where bad people send messages, typically in the form of an email, but text messages are also on the rise, and they pretend to be a trusted party in the hopes of tricking you to perform a negative outcome. Now, that negative outcome could be clicking on a link, right, that maybe downloads some malware Maybe it's entering in your sensitive credentials so they can get your information to maybe get into your bank. Either way, constant vigilance, which is an ode to Mad-Eye Moody for my fellow Harry Potter fans out there. (laughs) And the last tip or trick or theme, I should say, that they're focusing on is to update your software, right? Some advice that, again, is a constant theme on this podcast previously. And it's to make sure that all of your devices are up to date, right? So not just your laptop. This includes your iPhone, your Android, your iPad, any smart devices, whatever it is that you have in your home or on your personal um, self, (laughs) make sure it's updated, right? It's it's typically easy nowadays because devices, you know, they're trying to make sure it's not too complicated, 
It's usually a one-click action and typically it'll be a push notification. So like the device you have will tell you, hey, an update is available, right? And all you got to do is go ahead and click that update. It'll run in a couple of minutes and boom, you can go back to using it. So that's a wrap for this week's episode. If you made it thus far, I'm forever grateful for you. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe, give us a rating wherever you're listening to this on and stay tuned as I have plenty more in store for the upcoming season. I'll be releasing bi-weekly for now. So I will see you in two weeks. In the meantime, stay blessed and stay secured. Bye.